0: Card presents Back Issue Bloodbath, with your hosts, Andrew Young and Petula Neal. This week's episode is a big bang, baby. It's a gas, gas, gas. Welcome to Back Issue Bloodbath. I'm Andrew Young. I'm Petula Neal. And this week, we're actually joined by a very special guest. He's uh, one of the hosts of the Spoiled Rotten podcast and the Uncolonized podcast, and like us, he's a big comic fan as well. Please welcome to the program, Daniel Grant.
1: Thank you very much for having me. This is this is a big deal for me, so I'm, I'm glad I'm here.
0: Oh, that's awesome, man. It's funny. You and I have, like, been talking on and off for years, but this mm-hmm. is actually the first time we've ever actually talked. It's been text yes. since yes. then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how we first started talking, myself. It's been like, it just seems I... like for the past five years, I've been talking to this guy, you know? <laughs>
1: yeah did you meet a stranger
0: through the internet andrew did you it
1: feels like that (laughs) have you ever been on an
0: episode of catfish
1: (laughs) well now we're seeing face to face so uh i mean so far so good
0: yeah no lies detected thus far really happy to have you on the show man and uh you brought us a pretty interesting comic for this week from 2001 static shock rebirth of the cool so what Mm -hmm. was it that? about this comic that made you go, Hey, I want to talk about that.
1: Uh, To be honest with you, I hadn't ever really read static shock comics. I did a bunch of other stuff, obviously DC, Marvel, Mm -hmm. invincible, a bunch of stuff, but like, I kind of knew the TV show. And I was always it was always something where I was like, I should just read the comics. And this seemed like a very good time to just jump in and uh, not put it off anymore. And it, it forced me to do it. And I'm I'm glad it did.
0: <laughs> very cool, man. Yeah, no, Static, of course, uh, was a character created for Milestone. He was kind of like the flagship character of Milestone Comics when it launched back in 93. Created by Dwayne McDuffie, Denny Cowan, Michael Davis and Derek T. Dingle. Well, then... Uh, Of course, the runs of the Milestone stuff kind of faded away for a bit. And it was in 2001 that they decided to do a revival with the plan being that if this sells well, we'll continue on the series. And they thought, well, it's been a cartoon series for the past couple of years and it's been doing quite well on there. Let's try for the comic again. And that was the thing. Like the first time I ever heard of Static was because of the cartoon series because he crossed over with Batman Beyond and things Mm -hmm. like that. And we didn't we didn't we didn't get the WB up here in Canada, so we got it through like places like YTV or Fox or yes, whatever. Yeah. This was like their attempt to be like, Hey, we're gonna bring this back. If this does really well, then DC will give the green light to start up all the milestone stuff again. And I know that Dwayne McDuffie was like really like pushing for this. And at that time his stock had risen because of his work in the DC animator properties as well. So this was a good fertile land to try to grow the static comic so in this static has kind of been out of the game for a while because of what happened in the previous series person that he was uh teammates with they died and that made him go you know what i'm just going to be a kid i'm a 15 year old kid i want to enjoy life and that's what he did for the longest time until everybody's kind of like godfather part three he <laughs> thinks he's out and they pull him back in yeah so daniel did you read this before the initial static stuff
1: i read so I guess what I had was uh, a mix of kind of before he quit and then it skips forward and then it's after he's quit. But this is legitimately like the first stuff I've ever read uh, with Static, other than obviously seeing the TV
2: show.
0: Right, right, right. As well. This is the first time I've ever read Static as well. Petula, had you ever read anything static no
2: yeah no i'd watched the comic like a, or the cartoon like a lot of it but yeah. i hadn't read any and we talked about my railing against comicsology. finally broke down and got the dc app so i'm very excited now mm-hmm. that i can read more static stuff after this but yeah i hadn't read any and i'm gonna say if this is the first thing you read this is not light fair this no, isn't no. yeah this is for, like first of all it's, it's blackety black and it's like every now and again andrew picks a title and i'm like, ugh. So I used to read comic books to take my mind off of the fact that the world's on fire. And yet this is like, yeah, clearly metaphor for insert whatever kind of oppression you want there. It's giving class. It's giving capitalism. It's giving me Matrix, human battery stuff. It's all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And like, obviously, like the, you know, your OG slavery stuff like it's it's all there.
0: Yes, definitely. Yeah. I, I think yeah. by
2: name it's
1: in there. Yeah. I
2: don't think it's
0: a metaphor. <laughs> just a, yeah. just a, a lovely smorgasbord of bad feelings all around. That's great. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. But, you know, of course, we're seeing it through a character like Static, Virgil, and seeing it through his young eyes. So at least through the main character, you're getting somebody who, even though he's in some pretty dark times, there's a level of hope to him, which that's what I really got off the character. I also look at his high school situation and it's like his girlfriend's nice but that Frida girl seems to be really into him like it's like if I had a friend like that I wouldn't have been so stupid to think oh she's just hanging around because we're buddies (sighs) it's like no she's definitely she wants him to get back being a superhero to be the best he can be like she is like the biggest supporter ever if I had somebody like that around it's like I'd be like brimming with confidence all the time
1: so he's
2: messy that's like too much
1: so I don't know like if I read more than I should have or something but what I read like there was a beginning part where he was literally like I'm only in this to get with Frida and like even at one point Cesar is like now how about the hero's reward and I was like I don't this guy's bad I don't like him (laughs) and then they skip forward and then they have a much better relationship like oh I like this where like he already knows like oh I can't overstep my bounds with her and I have another girlfriend, and he just seems like a way better person in the uh, post quitting arc of the story.
2: Unfortunately, Andrew loves this because one of his favorite characters is F boy Matt Murdock. So <laughs> he well, you. Really-
0: that's the first time you ever said seen- You can say fuck boy Matt. You can keep with the. We have company. I even showered today. You can't tell me to resume, I but I feel the like the, the theater
2: <laughs> of a shower like made me feel. Like oh we have company coming over today so
0: yeah yeah no no I'm he glad. he reviews films that are of the genre liking of course he has swore in anger about what they have done in some of those films
1: it's true I have done a lot of swearing <laughs> over my frustrations
0: as have I as have I oh man but yeah you're saying fuck boy Matt yeah.
2: Yeah, you love Boy Matt, so I feel like everything Virgil's up to here, like, you would be on board with. Like, just being messy and having, like, this sort of overlapping lady situation. Like, his friend introduced him to his girlfriend, but is acting shady now that their relationship is somewhat functional. But when he needs to get, like, a lineup or get his, like, hair twisted... He's going to the friend and not his girlfriend. It's like, I'm sorry, sir.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But then also, like, look at Frida. Like, you saw the, the conversation she had with one of uh, Virgil's ex girlfriends. She's like, You were never upset when he was dating me. And she's like, Well, I never saw you as a yeah. threat. It's like, Wow. Man, these these high school kids are all just brimming with confidence here. Gee.
1: Yeah. I mean, she does tell the current girlfriend all's fair in love and war or whatever yeah, she yeah. saw. <laughs>
0: That to me was like the the main story is so, you know, dark. That to me was, it was actually fun to have those moments of like 90210 in the middle of Mm -hmm. your stuff there. Definitely. Now the whole Bang baby thing Again because I read Just the miniseries The actual miniseries Rebirth the cool So I hadn't read Any of the earlier stuff I, You obviously read The trade Where you got Those other stories yeah, yeah. So I had to like Really focus And find out Where the whole Bang baby thing Came from I was like Oh okay So that's People who got their powers This specific way They're referred to As bang babies At yeah. first I thought It was like Oh it's like All oh, heroes that Happened at this Certain time But then there was People the same Ages as them That were not Technically bang babies So I was like Oh okay but uh, the idea of harnessing these uh, these heroes powers to create a drug that gives you superpowers that was kind of ahead of its time because that became like if you think about it marvel had the mgh stuff and then of course the boys
2: mm-hmm. there's all
0: that stuff that's become like like ripe fodder in the modern comics world and this was all the way back then before either of those things came out so yeah so that's it's kind of cool that uh dway mcduffie was ahead of the curve
2: And the the one event that affects a bunch of people who are all in one place. Also, what it most reminded me of is how in the TV flash part of the Arrowverse, it's a great way to have a never ending kind of supply Mm -hmm. of people. And some people are like out for the streets. Some people are just like, I just want to go back to my regular regular job that like my powers somehow made me like way better at and <laughs> have this like mix of people out there that you can have recurring, have like one-time appearances, and some are good, some are bad. You know, people are not all light and dark hairy, shades of great all of that is in one place like that was like reading this and like seeing yes i like black lighting but i feel like this origin could have been worked much better into the colored people part of the balantiverse that has been like woefully like under supported under budget and that would have been a much better kind of character to kick off that part if they cared but they didn't (laughs) (laughs) so it's fine
1: I do find it surprising that they haven't tried to bring back static outside of the cartoon in any like meaningful way because I feel like we all agree like he's got a good supporting cast of characters and a way of just continually cycling in new bad guys or having them come back so it just seems like it's fertile ground for like a tv show that if they want to go eight seasons like the flash or whatever it seems like it would work
2: and they could have a bottle episode on fixing his hair uh Frida's point about (laughs) how she's surprised that superheroes so tender-headed, considering his powers and, you know, a tight 4C curl, the fact that Static's hair always looks so just out of pocket this makes sense like you need constant greasing and moisturizing and you know either twisting lining like if you're constantly getting fried and conducting electricity i'm sorry at best you're gonna look on your best day you're gonna look like jay-z in the tiffany commercial that's it like (laughs) that's all you can do i
1: didn't even think of that i would just I remember there's a conversation with the dad and the sister and I was like, yeah, I guess it's because he's letting himself go and he doesn't care. But I was like, it's because of his powers. He just needs constant maintenance and he's not doing it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. It's, you know, you get your fresh blowout and then it rains. Like, there's a reason my hair's like this. I just gave up. Like, I couldn't afford it. <laughs> the time or the energy, the black woman with straightened hair, natural fear of water. Like, we're all mm-hmm. Bruce Willis and Unbreakable. Like. <laughs> I couldn't deal. I gave up at some point. <laughs> but yeah, that little bit I was like, I need just like a bottle issue where he finds somebody whose superpower is literally just like controlling hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like not straightening it, but just, you know, magical lineup slash, you know, perfect levels of grease all the time. And Definitely. that all just when you're near them, like that mutant <laughs> that can pull people's power, this mutant can like, or meta can just like get your hair did perfectly. No do-rags required. See, yeah, I've always thought
0: that actually <laughs> it would be fun to see like a comic that just has the regular day-to-day life, like superheroes, superhumans that have powers that would not work in a fight, you know?
2: Right. <laughs> it's but like, but yeah, practical.
0: Like, yeah. 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 Like, uh...
2: Sorry, tangent. But <laughs> so now you're seeing if you've ever listened and you're like, how did they get there? (laughs) (laughs) Taking the wheel. Yeah. Jesus doesn't take this wheel. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, no, no. It's a nice ride. I like it. It's uh, enjoyable. But back to static
2: and like groundbreaking, beautiful work that you brought us to appreciate. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so the art by John paul Leone. The, the art style was very popular at the time over at DC Comics in the sense where it's kind of like photorealistic, but like almost like through a visor or a lens or something that kind of slightly distorts it. So it's like, I don't know, it's like if you were to look at uh, desaturated filmmaking of the, the, the early 2000s where they kind of have that, mm. that kind of look. And so it kind of gives it, it's almost like a clean grimy, you know what I mean? Like giving it kind of like a... A rough kind of edge but it's still very clean lines
1: uh i i did make note of um just because i've listened to this show and i was like i'm gonna have to say something smart about the artwork i <laughs> you kind of just went through it i was well, like yeah, let me I let me agree. just i'm gonna give you a
0: little inside baseball years ago i used to never focus on the art and patula actually found out that friends of hers stopped listening to the show because they never talked about the art so when Petula Mm. came on as the host she's like we got to talk about the art and I was like that makes perfect sense I should have talked about the art more often so
1: Uh Well, I'm I'm glad you're doing it because it does make for a really good listen, actually. But uh I'm not as good at describing art as, as
2: you guys.
0: <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. It's like well, how at. did
2: it make you feel? Yeah. Like, do you like the color purple? If you don't like the color purple, this book is <laughs> not for you. <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: I do think that it helped. I think it pulled me in. Like, it definitely, uh, the way it's drawn, the way it's colored, put me in a mind space. Not saying that, like, other comics haven't done that. It's just... This one was very effective of kind of sweeping me up right away. Um, and I don't know how to intelligently speak to that other than just like, yeah, the colors were good. <laughs> and um, even mixed with um, just the fonts of all the different characters, once he's on the team and there's the character I can't remember the name of that always tries to give their spiel on like, I've got millions of souls in me, and like They have a very distinct font and, and it even feels like it's like drawn and colored differently than other characters. And so I thought that was even visually engaging as well.
0: Yeah, no, it was interesting how that character kind of just stood out of the page, because, yeah, because you're right through the art, it really conveyed the fact that he's a very different character from everybody else. Totally.
2: Mm-hmm. Is it a yeah. he or is it a they? Or they,
0: they, sorry. They.
2: It's very much a they because they contain multitudes. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And they do have mm. a fancy font. It's like a much more chill kind of etrogon energy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The, yeah to the me, it purple... kind of gave almost like an Android type. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, yeah.
2: The purple and like the the similar styling of the hench people, mm-hmm. very much. If Listener, if you like the AHA Hawkeye stuff, especially the tracksuit mafia, kind of like those panels, Definitely this book is for you because there's a few panels that are so visually similar to that kind of like, you have this crew that's just dressed up all exactly the same. And then you have your, our hero and it's almost like a switch of the colors because Jackson mafia is in there like Browns and whatever static got is beautiful mustard. Somehow they made the outfit work here mm. more than ever before. I do like that. He acknowledges that the, the whole trash can lid is literal trash. Like this is not, <laughs> This is not okay. (laughs) Can we find, like, there's metal everywhere. Mm -hmm. See, also, my guy Magneto is, like, pulling blood out of people. Not me. My iron is, like, you know. Historically, very low,
0: but yeah, my other iron people is very high, so yeah, so make yeah, stay away from me. Definitely. Why a
2: trash can lit? Like, why are we making the black superhero travel around a literal trash? However, um, all that said, uh, that kind of sort of the clean lines and whatever it is, easy to imagine what you remember from watching the cartoon and sort of superimpose that on top of it because it's almost blank canvas, you're getting a lot more energy in the action. Panels. There's not a lot of face work, mm. but that's okay.
0: What did you think of the ski store version of his uh, his costume? Loved it, it. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why so many people were ragging on him for it. Well, yeah. that
1: was the thing in story. It was like, oh, you got to change that. I was like, I hope he doesn't. Like, I I like this. I yeah. I have to admit, I liked the. Um, I guess as you said, yeah, I I had it in like a trade. So. The first four issues they give you, it's my background. And I'm like, I kind of like this look more. But by the time he's in his outfit in the actual Rebirth of Cool storyline, I'm like, yeah, this is good. I don't know what everyone's ragging on him for. I, I really like this.
0: Maybe I guess I guess if we saw it like in live action, it would still have kind of like the puffy ski jacket kind of feel. So it wouldn't be as sleek as it may have looked in the drawing. But mm. uh, but yeah, I thought the colors worked. I thought it was neat. Yeah, and...
2: and looking at it now, like the whole oversized jacket thing is a move. So the fact that he has like the tight fitting, like perfectly bended cap, ball cap, but then like the oversized jacket or whatever, it's very easy like it's Mm. it's very all of that like this outfit makes more sense now than it probably did when the book came out
0: that's that's very true yeah no totally man but uh when we get to like the end of the book and it gets down to the the final battle to me it was very much like yeah that's usually that that makes perfect sense you know the grand villain behind it all is a crusty old white man that's (laughs) that's just like real life i think so (laughs) that will always be relevant
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah yeah.
0: it was a real no
2: surprise moment like yeah yeah yeah, that tracks yeah
1: well i mean i do like the the other heroes because it's first just static and john tower i think is the character's name yeah and so he's the only one that gets the information of like i was only a good guy because it served me like it, it doesn't serve me anymore and but like everyone's like no you you must have it wrong john like it was first no john tower's dead and then it was like no he's a good guy so you're wrong like you can't this it can't he can't be the bad guy and it's like that also tracks in real. Yeah,
0: totally <laughs> totally yeah yeah when you think about people buying twitter totally yeah it's like you
2: can't gaslight a child who runs on electricity i'm sorry he's got his own power yeah there you go definitely i did not have that lined up it just came to me in the moment you're
0: welcome that's why you're here it
1: sounded like it just came off the top (laughs) of your head so yeah (laughs) but
0: i would be shocked if i found out you were scripted this entire time no
2: oh my god sometimes i write notes and then i find them later and i realize i forgot them on my other computer
0: that (laughs) happens a lot
2: Oh, that would have been great to talk about.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. Well, that happens every time you and I are looking for a name. The part that I edit out of the show where it takes us 20 minutes to find the name. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like Virgil, Virgil, Virgil. Yeah, Virgil. (laughs) Because he's static. He's static. Yeah, exactly. He's static. But yeah. yeah, overall, I kind of, when I'm reading this now, I kind of... I'm saddened by the fact that uh, he, they didn't get to continue on with the story that they had set up in this mini series. Cause mm-hmm. it was, it was very cool. Like, again, I hadn't read the static stuff before that, but the idea of like a hero coming back and kind of retaking a spot on the team and everything like that, that's always a fun story. And when you do really it with like a it. young character like that, then you can continue that on forever. It's not like, Hey, isn't this guy getting old? So that the, the other thing was, again, it's like, When you think about like Spider-Man and stuff, it's like it was only in the 60s where he was a teenager. And then they did the, actually around the same time in 2001, they did, of course, the the ultimate line and everything. But it's fun to have like a hero that's still going through the rigors of high school and, you know, trying to figure himself out while trying to also figure out how to be a hero. That's a trope that really doesn't get old for me in comics, no matter what Mm. kind of, whether it be a superhero story or you know, somebody with special powers or anything like that there's so many avenues you can go because the world's in front of the character. so
1: um yeah well one thing that i'm pretty sure is just in like the first four issues one is like they really pull him in a bunch of different directions because he has like a part-time job but he got it through his mom's friend so like he's got the thing of like i have to go do superhero stuff but also i can't really lie because she'll just talk to my mom and then I think he figures out a way, but it's like the dad finds out anyway, and you're like, yeah man you're you're screwed either you're way screwed, it's like, it really it really puts the tension on it even before you get to the villain
2: that's awesome, yeah, you man. always get caught. Like, children of color, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. You hear these these fantasy stories of your non-color friends talking about, oh, well, I told my parents I was here there. It's like, you mean they didn't call? They didn't check? They don't, like, your circle isn't so small that they work with them. They, you know, shop in their store or whatever. It's like, you can't be pulling this, like, bait and switch. Oh, I'm staying at so-and-so's house. You will always get caught. Always. Yep, I always did, yeah. Absolutely. And yeah that's holy totally tracks the the one false note was like a 15 year old black child saying i'm retiring early because it's like <laughs> no that's that's right Like tree jobs at least like school managing your messy woman situation and your his superhero stuff that seems like light work yeah
1: right like, yeah I, it t- I was like oh i guess he is still 15 just because the way the trade jumps i was just like oh like yeah you're 15 you can't you can't retire yet
2: yeah <laughs> where do you think you're going get out of bed you're not sleeping in on a saturday you got something to do
0: yeah well it was the early 2000s and we were getting all those dot-com millionaires at the time who were like retiring at 23 so mm. maybe it was of the times who knows
2: <laughs> yeah but maybe yeah. it was the the writers maybe it was McDuffie himself being like i wish i could just can we just get this title going and then i form it up to somebody else and i can just sit back and collect checks yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah It's unfortunate Mc Macdu- uh, McDuffy passed on far too soon. Mm. I guess it was what 2012, I think, because I remember I did have
1: that note, but it is somewhere around. Yeah, something
0: there. like that because I I did remember that uh it when me and Gavin covered him on the show, it uh it was I think just a few years after his death. So yeah. But yeah, McDuffy was 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 really good. Really enjoyed his work and uh yeah, Static is one of those things that is like it's a it's like a big moment in comics history Mm -hmm. and also when you look at the fact that there are people that are fans of static shock that never even checked out the comic that don't even know a comic existed that to me is still surprising and of course Static would eventually get brought into the main comics continuity. It took a while. I know that Jeff Johns, when he started his Teen Titans run, really wanted to bring the character in, but at the time there was still tons of red tape around Milestone, so it took a number of years. But now the character is used in the DC universe.
1: Yeah, he is. Is he on the or has he been on the Titans?
0: Yes, he was brought okay. onto the Teen Titans years later. It's funny. It's a character that got a lot of attention, but still feels like. A cult classic character, you know?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, t- to the point where like I, I kept saying, oh, "I'll get to that comic, I'll get to that comic," was, without ever. But as you said, it was just kind of like, "Yeah, everyone knows Static Shock. You, you fan, <laughs> yeah, of course." And I hadn't read anything up until now.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah, no, definitely uh check it out. Rebirth of the Cool. There's a, a trade available that collects the. I think it's like the first four issues of the original Static series, and then this four issue miniseries as well. Very entertaining. Uh, really enjoyed a lot of the uh, a lot of the artwork in it. And as introduces
2: uh, a crap load of characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ton yeah.
0: of characters. And as Daniel said, it's like the art kind of pulls you in to the story right away. So definitely worth checking out. All right, well we've come to the end of this week's episode of Back is your Bloodbath. Daniel, where can people find you?
1: I'm all of my information's at tdfeverything.com. Uh, my Twitter, my other podcasts, my writing, all sorts of stuff. So you can find me there, my email, my Twitter at pretty sure my instagram's there it's all a version of young guard y-u-n-g-g-u-a-r-d at whatever social media platform you're on but yeah that's there and obviously my show spoiled rotten and uncolonized uh, are out and about on most podcasts Platforms, Catchers, platforms yeah platforms yeah. Yeah,
0: wherever you catch your pods definitely check them out there uh, i've listened to both shows one is if you're if you're like us and you're very nerdy is uh, is a lot of fun and then if you want to remain informed and have listened to interesting conversation about uh racism in canada and the world definitely listen to the uncolonized podcast um big fan of that and our boy gavin stevens over there as well but not For, a fan of the racism right not a fan of the racism <laughs> no, no i'm not. a fan of the conversation about the racism yes just checking but No, but uh, again, also (laughs) hosted by Gavin Stevens with Daniel. Gavin Stevens, of course, the original co-host of Back Issue Bloodbath. So it will always have a special place in my heart, definitely. All right, so, of course, Petula, where can people find you? At inatiff.com,
2: on Twitter, at obesa-kontavit, O-B-E-S-A-C-A-N-T-A-V-A-T, and here with you.
0: And, of course, you can find everything I do over at geekardshow.com. Follow me on Twitter, at geekard. Follow this very show on Facebook, at Back Issue Bloodbath where we post the new episode every week. And, of course, to make sure you don't miss an episode, it's best to subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice, be it the iTunes, the Apple Podcast, the Google Podcasts, the Stitcher, the TuneIn, the Spotify, wherever you catch your pods. Please, while you're there, leave a five-star rating and review. And when you're done doing that, go out, tell two friends, to tell two friends, to tell two friends, to listen to Back to your Bloodbath. This has been Back to Your Bloodbath. I've been Andrew Young.
2: I've been ONeil I'm Daniel.
0: Have yourself a good...